Welcome to the Positive Impact Podcast, where we dive into the world of movers, shakers, and changemakers, creating a positive impact on the world. This is your host, Alexandra Black Pollock, and together we're going to tackle real issues, discovering how we can make the world a better place. Earlier this week, we heard from Anna Lenhart of NGS Movement and her inspiring vision to redefine the traditional career path to include a year of service. By including service, we're going to have better, more able entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and general overall workforce because they're going to better understand what type of work they want to do and be more passionate about it. Today, we sit down with Deborah Bonkowski to hear about her term of service with the Peace Course in Ghana and how teaching there helps her to redefine her traditional career path. Why did you want to join the Peace Corps? Why was that so important? Um, it started out as just kind of this like image of who I wanted to be. I remember seeing an episode of a TV show where someone joined the Peace Corps and I asked my parents what it was and it was just this really like exotic thing to do to, you know, go on the other side of the country and volunteer. And as I got older, it was more of you know, giving back and this idea of two years that I could dedicate and do something like bigger than myself. And when I joined, it was part of my career path. I was two years off from, you know, my other people my age who were starting grad school and were starting jobs right off the bat, but it was still part of my ultimate plan. And then when I got over there, it was started to be much less about me and how it was going to benefit my life. And it was started to be more about the service and what I was doing and the kiddos that I was working with. Can you kind of touch on how it became more about other people and the kiddos that you're working with? Yeah. So there's this idea in the Peace Corps. And even when you get into the Peace Corps, that's a lot of hanging out with other Americans and you travel around a lot. And for some Peace Corps volunteers, that's how they choose to spend their service. For me, I was an education volunteer. So my work was a lot more structured. I had school to go to every day. And at Ghanaian schools, they have a really hard time staffing schools. So most schools don't have enough teachers. Um, the classrooms have about 60 students in them. They don't, most of the classrooms don't have walls. There are about two to three kids to every desk. And so I had no teaching experience and I show up in the school and I'm already the teaching expert just because I've had first world schooling and because I had a degree in math and I show up and these kids have to go through so much just to be there. A lot of the kids didn't even have shoes. On Fridays, that was the market day at two towns away where that was where the village would buy uh, like cassava and plantains and sell tomatoes. And none of my girls would show up to school on Fridays. They could only come to school Monday through Thursday. And so I had to realize that, you know, they were going through so much just to be at school. And so I put a lot more into my work as being their teacher. That was awesome. Can you kind of step into one of the lives of your girls and maybe Tell us about one that resonated with you or that you really remember to this day. In general, uh, our girls' work 
during the day is a lot more than a boy's work. So before they even go to school, they're fetching water from the borehole or from the well. So they're carrying the water on their heads. They're helping their mamas cook. And cooking there is, you know, peeling cassava with a machete and boiling it and pounding it into fufu, which can take hours. Like I once pounded fufu for about five minutes and I thought my arms were going to fall off. And then they have to make sure their uniforms are clean and they go to school and they're at school all day. Then when they're done with school, they come home and they're washing laundry all by hand. They're taking care of their five other siblings and they're going to the farm with their uncles or other people in their family and it's just like a non-stop all day and then they're cooking again in the evening what role does education play in their life for the girls education usually stops at about eighth grade for most girls in my village if they're even able to go to school so at the end of junior high they take a test which decides whether or not they can go to high school and every student in Ghana takes the same test and unfortunately most village students can't read or write very well the national language is English so all the tests are done in English But a lot of my students couldn't speak English. There was a tribal language that they spoke called Fonti. And about 10 miles outside of my village, the dialect changed. So they don't have a lot of opportunity to go on to high school. They're about, they're probably going to grow up and stay in the same village for the rest of their lives. One of the things we touched on on the episode earlier this week was a year of service can teach you empathy. Did you find that? experience kind of come to life during your service? And if so, can you describe it for us? Well, when I left for Ghana in the two years that I was there, a lot of people, my friends, my family would say, oh, that is so amazing that you would go and donate your time, volunteer your time and spend time helping those poor people. And I think a lot of people consider that to be empathy And that kind of feeling gives me guilt sometimes because you're over there and they're not those poor people. It's my neighbors and the people taking care of me. A lot of the time, the people in my village were actually had to look after me because I was the stranger that didn't really know what was going on and I didn't know the customs and I messed up all the time and I couldn't speak their language very well. And so they took care of me and I learned, you know, yeah, I was there to help them, but I also had to receive help because when you volunteer, you just assume that you're there to help and what can you do to help? But two years is a long time to only be the person helping. So learning to receive help was actually very important for you to complete those two years. Correct. Absolutely. What other things like receiving help or big takeaways after the two years? I really learned to slow down, to slow my pace down and to be more patient. The way that we live in the United States is just so fast and always in a hurry. And in Ghana, a lot of times you just had to sit around and enjoy the moment and everything goes by so slow, slowly When I first got there, it was incredibly painful at times. And by the end of my service, some of my favorite moments were just sitting around with the other village ladies under a tree, and it was hot. We'd just be peeling cassava 
and just sitting there and enjoying the moment instead of being so concerned about what was happening next and what chores we had to get done that day or what my schedule is and where I have to drive. So it was really nice just to slow down and be calm. And I think I've incorporated that into my life a lot more since I've moved back to the States. I love that you brought up moving back to the States because you talked about Peace Corps being a big part of your ultimate career path. After going through the service, how did that experience kind of alter where you thought you were going? When I was in college, I planned to join the Foreign Service and work for an embassy abroad. I spent a lot of time studying Arabic. I studied it in Tunisia, and I was worked with refugees in Boise and was a TA for the Arabic class. And I went to Ghana and thought this would be, you know, just one piece of this step of joining the Foreign Service. And while I was there and teaching math to these kiddos, I really said, I love teaching. And I really enjoyed working with these kids. And they, like, it sounds so cliche, but they taught me so much. And I just realized that having this really intense, high-powered job wasn't necessarily what I wanted. And my priorities changed. So I decided to come back and work on my licensure to become a math teacher. So I'm working on my master's right now in math education, and I'm now a first-year teacher at a Title I public middle school in Salt Lake City. Amazing. So one of the struggles for students is that this idea of taking two years off from the career, and everyone sees Peace Corps or AmeriCorps or just any form of long-term service as, quote-unquote, taking time off. Coming back, did you feel like you had taken two years off of your quote-unquote career track? It was a little awkward when I came back and everyone that I had gone to high school with and to college with was you know, already graduating from graduate school and law school and had two years of work experience under their belt. So there was a moment where I panicked and thought, oh no, what have I done? I'm behind. But I learned so much about myself and I had this incredible time while I was in Ghana and I feel like that I was able to take that time and figure out what it was that I wanted to do. I could have spent two years at a job that I would have been really unhappy at and now I feel grounded and know where I'm headed and two years in the scheme of things is really insignificant. Now I've started my career, I'm working on my master's and I really don't feel behind at all. It's hard to comprehend that when you're a high school student though, like two years when you're 18 seems like forever. I feel like it actually helps me figure out what I wanted to do. So instead of spending five years in a career that I was unhappy about, I now am exactly where I want to be, and I'm really happy with myself, and I know how to spend time by myself and not always have to have other people around me. And I feel a lot more grounded because of those two years. Awesome. I think that was it. There's no denying that Deborah had a very empowering and inspiring story to share with us today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, especially as she described her time in that schoolroom. And you could just see the room without the walls and the challenges, but yet the eagerness 
of all those little kiddos to come in every single day and learn something new. So if you're out there and you're still trying to figure out what your career path is and you're not quite sure what you want to do with your life, I encourage you to try a year of service and see how real life experience across multiple disciplines and wearing multiple hats can help you really narrow in on how you want to make your impact on the world. Make sure to leverage ngsmovement.org to help you find the perfect year of service opportunity for you. If you're looking for all the resources and notes mentioned from today's episode, head on over to positiveimpactpodcast.com slash episode 3.5. For a daily dose of positivity and even to connect with Deborah and other mover and shakers, join us at facebook.com slash groups slash positive impact community. Until next time, keep doing your part to make the world a better place.